Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Counter Charge. I'm Dave Fanning. I'm Rough Enough. And I'm Matt Croger. Welcome to part four of rewriting Panathor and we're being, you know, being joined about by, you know, Mr. Powerful himself, Rob Fanough. He's going to join in and give us his thoughts on uh on what we're talking about, um, I'm not sure how far we'll get today, but we're gonna we're gonna pick up where we left off with the armies. Um, and again, just to remind those that might not have heard the previous episodes, that basically we're running through the armies and saying, well, you know, what what if we gave these armies the the treatment RC's been giving the armies like uh, Northern Alliance, uh, Night Stalkers, halflings in that basket too, I guess. And so just like, what would we tweak to make these armies feel a little bit more flavorful and what we think aligns well or would play well? But before we do that, lads, let's get into a bit of a, a hobby roundup. Uh, shall we start with you, Rob? Sure. Uh, we had a big episode where I had a bunch of hobby. What I'll say is last night I dropped my bag in the trunk. The, so my army bag with my salamanders went in the trunk and smashed basically the whole army. Oh, so no. I've been picking up pieces and i got it all pretty much back together but i've got to go so lesson learned i'm a big fan of battle foam but you gotta make sure it's secure this is the second time i've had an army uh one of their big transports fall over so and let like, that be a warning it, to has you. it has it like ruined the buildings and stuff as well or just the models no the buildings aren't in there it was just the okay. just models so like i had the small phoenix broke and then scorch wings were on these little plastic rods a bunch of those snapped off look everything can be repaired it's just irritating that you got you're gonna lose hobby time repairing what you already had looking good. So it is what it is. So that's this me. You know, Clash of Kings is upon us. It's a beautiful time to be painting up some new units that may have gotten cheaper. So Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what about you, David? What have you been up to? Yeah, I've been uh, I'm trying to finish off my um Aussie Slow Grow army. So I'm painting up another horde of rabble, waiting for them to get cheaper in the next clash, I guess. Because that's what they need. Sharp ah, six would be a good choice. Mm, yeah, I actually, I try and stick like half of them as sharp six and half of them as the dudes with um, just regular handheld weapons. I think I, I like I prefer playing with sharp six anyway. Even in the same thing with halflings, all my halflings I've run them with um, spears as well. I, I, I just I really like the phalanx rule anyway. Extra attacks are nice too. Extra unit strength for the halflings too. Yeah, cool. And so what? Like, what are you? What's your last units for the slow grow that you'd really get 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 those rubble done? Then what else? I've got. I'm looking at uh the twenty thirty rubble to do now, and then I reckon I might be there, or I might be one regiment short, and I might need to do another sneaky regiment. Um, I just need to check how many unlocks I've got to see if um if I'll be fine unlock wise. Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, and for me, all sorts of random various aspects of the hobby at the moment. You know, Obviously, we're recording today and then we'll be editing that, but I've been trying to get everything sorted for Masters, which is only four weeks away for the Australians. 
um, and the site event at the same time. So trying to get stuff printed for that and organised and get all the information out. Uh, we finalised the field last night. So we now know which 16 people will be competing. And then on top of that, I'll have to paint a couple. I think I'm going to take my salamanders. It'll be salamanders or dwarves. And uh, I've, there's a couple of units, probably three units, I'll have to paint if I take the salamanders. So I've got to do... I don't Are know you like the spare player, Matt? Because you surely didn't make the Masters. <laughs> Mate, because we divided it into, we went the American way with regions and teams. It's the, it's the way I make it. It's... Um, it's harder. It's harder if you don't have haven't attended two days, and you know, get not getting the clash still influences heavily who qualifies. So, um, but yeah, the fact that it was teams did me some favors. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've did remember actually one other hobby thing is going on at the moment. I have to print and paint up some glade stalkers for uh, the rising the side event at Masters as well. So our best of the rest, mm. Rob. So I've got. Uh, regiment of glade stalkers to paint then i'll have my sylvankin ready to go and i need to settle on what special character i want to take and um print that one out as well yeah so i um i'd shown you those characters rob because so in the side event i did uh the, the the australian masters has only had three different people be the masters over the over the years since we've uh since ken was and running how long has it been running uh, half a dozen. So Tracy, I think, has won it two or three times. Ken's won it once, and Steve Tuck's won it once. So yeah, I, I, I think five or six years, and uh, yeah, so created a special character, somewhat named after each of them. So uh, each member of the side event has to decide which previous master they're going to take. So hopefully that creates a bit of bit of fun for for some people. I'm looking forward to being able to take a Croger next year. <laughs> oh, oh gosh! I hope you don't gamble a lot. No, no, maybe, maybe next year, mate. If if that's going to be the case, and that's what you really want, it'll have to be. Don't take a previous master. It'll be take a previous chump. You know that. <laughs> that'll work too. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, I I would be very interested in what models would come out for people if uh if I happen to put myself in the pack. Yeah, I don't think you want to. Oh man, you can't you that. can't set them up like that. <laughs> You're asking for trouble. Mm, that would be asking for trouble. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's what's going on. Plenty, plenty on the plate. And of course, Rob, we're now that your uh, bathrooms are done and you're back into full record mode. Uh, the the whip has come out, and we're trying to plan all our Clash of Kings coverage uh, because boy, boy, oh boy, I've had a look, yeah. had a read, and it is a, a glorious shakeup to the meta. Yeah, it's it's a massive tome with a lot of changes. This is probably the most impactful changes they've had for several years. Yeah, it, it right rivals now. the other big one, doesn't it? Well, That's you got scenario changes, you got unit strength changes, you got cost changes. I mean, there's just you've got new rules. I mean, there's just so much in this book. It's chock full of goodness. I think they might they might should perhaps even just rename it to the the Oprah Winfrey yearly supplement you know you get some changes you get some changes everybody get some changes you get some phalanx you get some phalanx you get some phalanx <laughs> so, so is this a bit like 3.75 then if if the big red book was 3.5 uh, i think I'll, so yeah well, go ahead well yeah i think i think kind of i uh, i mean my read of it basically is that almost every army is going to end up with a new build that that, that is an option that is an option to take you know it's 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 along that lines of 
of the one, was that two or three ago, where it's the let's bring everything else up rather than knocking too many things down? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Is yeah, that your read, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I think what's interesting is it's rather than people doing new builds because they couldn't take the old builds. Look, there are a few units, Scorch Wings, that are, are going to be more expensive. But by and large, there's lots of stuff in every list that are getting cheaper. Mm. And it's going to, and there's some really cool new things that everybody's going to have access to that is just going to, it's going to inspire people to take some new stuff. I, you know, I, you know, we're going to talk, you know, I'm, I'm excited. We're on the cusp of something really, you know, I had a whinge on our last episode about, you know, the void touch. I'm like, oh, they suck compared to the, you know, concerned about, you know, I had a, on the last episode, I had a concern about the void touch maybe being overpowered. But when you look at them in the context of the whole balance of all the changes, no, they're right where they need to be from a cost perspective. Yep. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It, it, it almost looks like there's a move to more models on the table, doesn't it? But, but Yeah, a lot, yeah. A lot of infantry are getting cheaper, so mm. it feels like things are – you're going to see more units potentially. Yeah, but uh, they and- need to be. Again, especially with like – one was – someone was talking about it recently as well. When the infantry part of the game dies out because it's so – like insignificant like it's that's where you need to shake it up and and you the regular spearmen and the regular infantry need to have more of a role on the table can't just be all hordes and hordes of alohi and stuff like that mm. no i totally agree yep so let's uh let let's get into our main course uh so we we finished with the herd last time and we you know we got some good feedback didn't we dave on please guys don't touch my herd <laughs> I thought we fixed. I thought we fixed herd perfectly, and yeah, yeah. Everyone. Was oh, I, I, what, what I've heard is after these episodes, we're actually all, we're in control of all future army design in terms of rules. So, yeah, hundred percent. Ronnie's giving up sorry. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but where we got up to is uh, forces of the abyss is our next on the plate. Now, I, I have to say that. Yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be looking heavily at the list for this one because Forces of the Abyss is, is not one that I'm heavily au fait with. But but they did, they were in the book. We've talked about a couple of times, Steps to Deliverance. And, and so their background is these Seven Rings of Hell kind of kind of vibe, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like Dante's Inferno, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not sure currently mm, how well that, is specifically, I'm not sure how you can. We've, we've talked with a couple of the armies on different styles of almost orders. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if there's a way that they could incorporate that easily without changing to a lot. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, well, I guess it's interesting because you look at the um, you look at the army, right? And there's lots of regen all the way through it, and you've got like. You've only got the you've only got that one option, the Well of Souls, as that unit. But the continual regen that you see, um, to me, is that like un undying hordes, continual amounts of of units just spewing out of the abyss. And I, I don't know how they could bring that out that little bit better in the army. To to me, I don't know. I, I would like the idea of some some monster units that were almost like those portals from the abyss, and maybe those. If you had some units that you pushed around as like a buffer unit, was you know where you got your regen from, or where you got better regen, or some sort of link that strengthened your connection to the abyss, because you've got all these 
and they do do talk about it in, in steps of deliverance of the you know you have to go back and have a connection to the abyss otherwise you can't just live forever as a um an abyssal in the in the um panathor so maybe some sort of like i don't want to say well of souls is out there already but some sort of connection that you know um was that link they talk about portal stones and stuff like that maybe having something like that as an option where like like a herdstone or something y- yeah 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 um, and yeah, and yeah, that that'll buff your, your your army, however you may be. To me, it would seem like making regen better would be a good way of doing that. Yeah, and again, again, I think what what we've talked about with the uh, a number of the characters in armies is is how the characters influence the units, right? Which I think we're seeing a step towards anyway. But I I, I think regen as a mechanic for the army is a pretty good mechanic for representing that kind of hellish aspect um but yeah like you say dave is is there a way that with the characters or stones or something that they can kind of have the characters buffing that up a little bit or you know com- combining it perhaps with life leech or or something like that but but it's actually an army i really like the vibe of overall you know i i, I think it's it's kind of an army i'm i'm not sure why i don't I think they got stuck with metal models for a while. I'm I'm kind of not sure why we don't see more though. Well, they're already um, they've come out and said these will get a touch up next year. This is one um, of the two armies. Yep, they're going to get a touch up. Next I'm year. assuming they've already settled on what rules they want to do. So I hope we're right in saying that we just have a special <laughs> herdstone or something like that that buffs the units. But what I reckon would be really cool to make this army a little bit more um, mantic specific and a little less just gw demons vibes is they've done it already with an oathbreaker unit in there that looked like that fallen sort of paladins if you went something um a little bit more like the um the locals in um Basalia or whatever that have you know succumbed or fallen to the the abyss and they're there as servants they're mortals they're humans so they don't get their regenerating like that but they're just the i don't want to say slaves more like um i'm trying to think of the word now but like servants i guess on the material plane for them I, i'll do you one better dave i think they should do like the lost and the damned and it's the remnants of the brotherhood that fell into the abyss oh and here, yes right and you and these guys are like these tortured demonic souls that that know they're fight they have to fight against their you know they are essentially good good people right but they're tainted and they and they have this internal struggle whether that's like knights on foot or or maybe it's some you know they already do have a, a nice cavalry unit but i would just love that maybe it's a, maybe it's you know like the, the oathbreakers are uh basically an upgraded version of the infantry maybe this is an upgraded version of what are they called the uh uh abyssal horsemen and uh, you know they're they're tainted brotherhood knights that you know they ride out demonically and I yeah. think that'd be. There's a lot of a lot of opportunity there to, to, for flavor, right? There, there is, and I think there's 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 plenty of scope within the current rules to kind of create the flavor, isn't there? Without having to do too much. I was just looking then, and even things like the, uh, if we were talking about you know how to create that, you know, where a demon that brings this army together, even something like on something like an abyssal fiend, radiance of life, abyssals only. Do you know what I mean? That that's kind of you know it, it helps these helps these demons regenerate that little bit better um but yeah oh, i i really like that idea of theme i think we'll get a rework I, I doubt that they've done the rules dave i think that 
that'd be too organized. They but probably, they probably thought about what models what to do, right? Exactly. They yeah, probably, they probably know what they're doing they, with the model. They already have the hard plastic succubi. They already have the hard plastic abyssals. I don't think they redo those. I think they maybe they give us plastic Molochs. Maybe they give us a cow. I, I don't know because to me, like the, the lower abyssals and succubi models, they're totally fine. I know they're they're older than they came around. Uh, you know, came out of the second edition Kickstarter, but I like them just fine. I don't think they're they're not like the original goblins or the original Basilean models, which were horrendous. So I hope they use this as an opportunity to give us something new. Well, I reckon they'll rework the tortured souls, right? Because that's always been that's a, a great idea. That's been that's been confusing for people. From yeah, a model and may, maybe there's a kit that does that does Molochs and tortured souls. I know one's monster symmetry and one's a swarm. Is that right? Yeah, there's swarms. But, yeah. but mm. you know, heck, you could probably have the the Molochs on there, and then you have the smaller dudes. That that'd be interesting too. Do they go and retcon the tortured souls? Because I mm. it feels like they they sort of pigeonholed it in. They're these little guys. That's why they're the height that they are. I just wonder if they can go ahead and make the fallen angels, right? Which I know, you know, are kind of the fallen, but, uh, you know, I don't know. There's something there. Would I like really the idea cool. of fallen angels, you know, and, and, and because because you do have the, the counter of Aloe, right? You know, that um, they, they can then this this traditional struggle between good and evil that some people like. Do they do a kit that takes Basilean Angels and this tortured soul unit? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, it wouldn't be Cross that army. hard, would it? No. That would be insane. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so, lots of good ideas. Yeah. So I think, like, interestingly, I don't think the vibe's far off for this army, right? So I don't think it needs a lot of rules to make it. I, I, it, I think it probably is more the look and some of the models that have kept people away from building it more because it's certainly it's it's a it's a list that does everything mm. yeah and and yeah yeah there's actually multiple builds right like it's mm. not all the there's not only one way to play this army um you wouldn't consider s tier but like from a lore perspective there's a lot of great substance there i mean they are the big bad right mm. they, or at least they were up to this point you could argue that now twilight can have kind of usurped that with you know, uh, with what's going on in the world, but they are the big bad in this world. I mean, even Varanger hates them, right? Like mm. everybody hates forces of the abyss. Yeah. yeah. Do, you and, and enough, do you reckon there's enough connection with like being, you know, you're from the abyss when, with regards to like that fire affinity and stuff like that. I mean, I know there'll be a freaks in there that can just spew fireballs and you've got the flame bearer unit that I get their shooting attack is a fireball style thing. Do, do they need to look at that more? Even just as like a interesting, long range, if you, no. you guys were talking about like maybe they have like some kind of portal or some kind of unit that's a, a conduit to you know when they're outside the abyss, there's this conduit to that. If they're within six inches, maybe you know maybe it increases their fireball. Maybe it makes it. I don't know. Maybe there's something. There's a benefit to having this this large herald of the abyss that kind of brings yeah. the abyss out of the the rift. Or if it's like a fireball, but give it like the drain life mechanic, you know, that the, the, the damage. Well, is, certainly is like, like there. weakness or any of those, like there's tons of stuff where, yeah, there's, there's probably a synergy there that yeah. we haven't seen before. There's an opportunity here. Yeah. And I drain think, life would be interesting. Yeah. But, but you're right about the, the twilight kin. I, I wonder how they capture that, that feel now again of, of the big bad, because you're right. They're meant to be the original big bad. Well, maybe this is pissing them off, right? Every time yeah. one of the Twilight King guys undermining getting these soul cages and you know coming in there, they're probably pretty pissed about it. Mm. And they're about to unleash fury on the world, right? Mm. Uh, and 
God help the abyssal dwarves because they're sitting right on the edge. And I know they're friendly, but if they get in their way, they're just more slaves for the, you know, more fuel for the fire. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Well, we'll move on to goblins, which is timely that we've got two filthy goblins on the on the cast uh, today. And, and so interestingly, their background is another thing that's been made from leftover in Orcs and Panathor. It's like everything's got parts of Orcs in it, it seems. Um, and, and they've been lurking under the radar. Goblins have had this really interesting uh, journey through the, the various editions. So like you, you'd remember it, Rob, is they, they started quite with that tinkery, fun kind of vibe where they had um, yellow-bellied. So if you wanted to charge, you had to roll a D6, and if you rolled a 1, you couldn't. And they had some of that. And then they went to, I think, at the start of third or maybe somewhere in a clash, Rob, that they kind of said, no, we're going to go back and make them quite predictable again. But now we've seen a little bit of that fun aspect come back into it, some of the stuff that's a little bit random. And I really love that. Uh, if you haven't read Ascent of the Goblin King, you should, because they're like this, this, they've really made them deranged again, right? They're like, they're insane. You know, there's some stuff that I, I won't spoil, but there's some stuff that happens in the book. That you could go, this, this, this goblin is unhinged. Yeah. Right. And you don't know if it's safe to even be near this goblin because you might be his best friend today and then tomorrow he's just gonna slit your throat. So yeah. and there's something something uh interesting about that because they're unpredictable, I guess is, is the best way to describe them. And I, I like it. I think it's you know, I think I don't know about you, I'm tired of like either the, the Tolkien version of goblins or even worse, the, the Warhammer version, like that little goofiness. Mm. You know, I, I like that they feel lethal, right? And uh Mm. Death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah, I don't mind lethal with some side effects. Though. Like, I quite liked the old version of the blaster. You know, the fact that it came with risk. I know tournament players didn't so much. Do, do you remember that, Dave, or you went around? Uh, so, it might have been before my time. Yeah, so basically it blow up. It could blow up in your own lines. So, Sensational. Yeah, so basically when it was routed, anything that was in contact with it or within a certain amount of space would take the 2D6 hits. Yeah, which was probably a little bit harsh, but... You know, I, I did like that unpredictability, but it doesn't necessarily have to be goofy. Like it can fit with how they build the model, right? Yeah, this yeah. is a big. This is a big crate of TNT, so you, it could go off in your own lines. Okay, well, that case, my because what I wanted to put forward for changes is I did like the stuff like you can get debt packs on the trolls. Mm-hmm. I would love. Now you look at one of the things with the wizards is. It's the amount of times in law that the wizards blow themselves up doing lightning bolt and stuff like that, that even on, you know, maybe give them a little bit more, like go to lightning bolt four instead of lightning bolt three as a default. But every time you roll that six to wound, it does a damage to the whiz at the same time. So there is a chance you're going to blow yourself up. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's that thing about it's a risk versus reward, right? And it, it becomes a little bit like a gambler army where there's a lot of power here. But if you use it, it might blow up in your face, which is yeah. And, and and you could easily make that that you don't necessarily have to take the nerve test in the turn, right? But what you're doing is that you're making it so good players can still account for it, so it doesn't necessarily become unpredictable. But then your opponent has a slightly better it can chance be like of hex, taking you off the right? turn, where you yeah. take damage and it just it's just there. And if you mm-hmm. get another wound from some other source, that's going to trigger the the test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, the bat well. Do you take the rule with the bang sticks? 
do you, do you take a test with the bang sticks or they just they just stack every time you roll? No, you, you don't take you know the, the special units that blow up on sixes. Yeah, damage, yeah. No, you, you, you don't, don't take, take you it. don't take you, yeah, it's just it just adds extra wounds. Um but that's that's a perfect example of what I love about the Goblin Army because they're so stupid. Like you know, they hit like a ton of bricks, but you actually are punished for hitting like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Because yeah. if you do a lot of damage, you're gonna hit some sixes and it's coming back on you. Um, yeah. And, and I'd probably like to see them keep leaning into that. So it could be more one-use items or more things like that that leave them vulnerable. Um, yeah, I, th- I think at the moment there's a f- whole bunch of stuff in the Goblin list that is, like as an opponent, is non-scoring. So sometimes you'd like to be able to ignore that, but it's so good non-scoring stuff that you You can't. still have to kill it. So trombones. Yeah, yeah so well, trombones. That's a prime example. You know, um, these guys, or the the quick-moving guys, um, I think, so I would like to see more consequence on some of that that better stuff that's non-scoring. Well, even if, even if you're, like, so trombones, right? Every time you roll and you get a six to hit, okay, you're going to do a damage to yourself. Or, or what if your War Machines, if your War Machines had a potential to blow up, you wouldn't be sticking them right behind like stacked up next to each other, right behind your rabble, ready to go. If you they detonate, kind of like Crystal Pendant, it goes off in a certain area yeah. effect, and every unit within that, you know, we all know they're effective, but it doesn't feel like there's much, you know, they are pretty amazing, because the other thing is, uh, you can just use them as chaff if you need to, you know, put them in the way. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice if there was a negative effect. Well, again, it's that same, uh, this is a chaff piece now, I'm going to throw a trombone at you, but also, when you kill it, you're going to have to deal with some crystal pendant style damage at the same time. So maybe you don't want to deal. You maybe, just maybe that's the answer. Maybe it doesn't do damage, Dave. Maybe it just, if it blows up with every unit within six inches, doesn't get to move next turn because they're just oh, like shocked. Yeah. By yeah, yeah. Shock, yeah, yeah. It's, they're just shocked by the, the explosion and they're like spooked a little bit. And now it's going to take a bigot to come over and say, Hey buddy, let's go lads. Let's, let's, let's keep. Well, yeah. Moving. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess there's a, there's a number of ways you could, you could represent that. Right. Yeah. So either not move, um, which, some people might find a little too unpredictable. I like that, or it could be reduction in nerve, something like that. You know, for the for the next turn. Oh, what that would be pretty interesting too, because I mean, they have the bigger units have decent nerve, but if they start dropping by a couple, it it adds yeah, up yeah, quickly, yeah. right? Do you they, do you want to hide? Do you want to hide your war trombones behind you behind your hordes of rabble? So it almost kind of fixes a couple of things that are. Could be a little too powerful in the goblin list. You might have to yeah. consider doing that. Well, it's a way to way to mitigate the kill box, right? Mm. If you can start killing certain units in the kill box, and it has a, a a cumulative effect on other units in that box, it diminishes the whole thing, which is probably okay, right? Uh, it's a powerful army. Now, here's an interesting one as well. So you, you know the continual infighting between goblin um, leadership. H- how do you feel about having two kings like right near each other, both doing inspiring for your units i i wonder if they could make some sort of factor where if you had too much inspiring right near each other or you you know mm. maybe it gets negated or something like that because all your bigots are fighting or yep you know yeah yeah i don't mind that that's also another way yeah that you can limit people taking too many of those cheap characters interesting all we've done is come up with ways to potentially nerf goblins but <laughs> well you're not nerfing them you're making them more flavorful yeah true, exactly true, true. Yeah, yeah, and well, and I think it's it's um, it 
Well, it's better than just making things more or less expensive, right? Or or limiting their numbers in a, in other ways. It's because because it is flavorful. Yeah. I think it's just about risk and reward. If we if we do stuff that'll be negative to the army, they have an upside, right? Which is maybe something is better, more potent in combat. Yeah. But the negative effect, it's just like it's it's like those bank sticks. I mean, those uh the the, the special flea bag rider units, they're perfect, right? Like you hit, and if you hit too good. A little, little, little bit splashes back on you, and I think that's you know, we need more of those kind of units in that list because I think that's, you know, that's when I think of goblins. You know, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. They grab onto you and they try to pull you down, and you know, I, I they, they, it's strength in numbers, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, right. Well, and then we have an army that's kind of already had the treatment, which, which is the halflings, right? And and I I think in the main they've done a really great job with halflings and and i think out of them recent three releases as in if we kind of look at or maybe more than that so what have we got halflings uh northern alliance twilight kin night stalkers night stalkers i i personally believe that like halflings are the pick of their model range in terms of in terms of what they've punched out from a quality perspective other than the resin aeronauts um but uh, I, in the I, I think, yeah, yeah, they've 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 done a really great job of of flavour in this army. I, I think the only thing that they've they've missed on is being like there's a whole bunch of units that you don't you don't really include in your army because they they don't quite get the the right buff. Um, but but I'm not sure there's much I'd change in the halflings from a flavour point of view. Well, I guess the like they, they introduced this army to Panathor. It's not, you know, flavor wise, there isn't really another benchmark out there. Like halflings are halflings. I know Ronnie said he wanted something different than halflings with kettles on their heads, or but you know he wanted to get rid of that food style. Yep, um, and then we got trope, some food but, style. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I don't mind it. I like it. I think gastromancy is awesome. So yeah. Uh, I don't know what the. I mean, maybe we just wish listing, but it'd be, it would be cool if I saw if we saw some more Tinker style options. I, w- I would have loved. Uh, I don't know. I've been critical of the trolls ever since they existed, the best trolls in the game. But some sort of like Tinker style unit that was that instead, whether it's like little um, mechanized things that the halflings walk around in that you know is effectively the same thing as a troll unit, but it just was just that tinker piece instead yeah they've got they've got a few units there don't they that represent the tinker but you don't you don't really i don't know there's something about it you don't really feel in the list you think about the gastromancy side so i don't think they've really done a good job of selling the tinker side that it's meant to be in the halfling fluff i mean they're basically meant to be this couple of type of groups of like yeah your stock standard you know people that just just live and farm and whatever and roam and and um, you don't get quite as much of the vibe of that tinker style from the list, even if you are taking the units. Um, I'm not I'm not sure how you change that. It's probably synergies with keywords. They've got a little bit with the engineer, but could probably lean into it more. Yeah, and I, if they didn't have the engineer, then tinker wouldn't do anything really for the mm-hmm. list. I mean, half leagues are pretty good, right? Like it's, and they are a new army that's gotten the modern treatment. So it's really hard to go and say, well, we need this. I mean, 
you know, the, the armies that have been refreshed recently with Twilight Kin, I mean, the, the background fluff is as good as it's ever been. And, you know, yeah. halflings, their fluff is great too, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that was really important. What I really like about the halflings too, and I think people need to remember this somewhat when they're doing things like whinging on fanatics about Twilight Kin being overpowered, right? And for amount of lightning bolt and things, is we actually have these armies that are natural counters, right? So the fact that the the and I feel like they're building that in deliberately. So halflings with spell ward, right? Naturally counter a whole bunch of the lightning, particularly if you then chuck it in cover. So if someone really wants to lean into that Twilight Kin lightning and take it to something like a big tournament and come up against three halflings, ain't going to do that well, you know? Mm. Now, I did have one idea, actually. I was thinking about Rawdon Gamsey oh, change. Yep. and how we could make Rawdon Gamsey that little bit more unique. And it's something along the lines of a soul snare. So it would be a... A monster, like a war machine style unit that can hang behind your ravenous infantry. And, you know, maybe that pushes out Radiance of Life to, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a chef, you know, replenishing. Was he like throwing out rude comments about their cooking or what? Well, well I don't know. I just, I'd like the idea of like a little, um, a little war machine style thing that Radiance of Life's the unit. Because the one thing the halflings don't get is they don't have any stealthy protection and they don't have, they really don't have a heal option. Um, there's Radiance of Life for Tinker from the Engineer, but uh, Life Leech is there as an as an aura. But if you're using Life Leech as an aura, you've probably made some huge mistakes. Uh, it'd be like to, cool to have a large infantry unit where it's two two halflings on top of each other, one's riding the other one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know something just comical, right? I mean, yeah. it's a great army. And, yeah. and stick a stacker. I mean, uh, I would have loved to have seen like a beer golem, you know, like. Like barrels of a bunch of barrels all tied together. Well, yeah, that kind of thing feels tinkery too, right? You know, yeah. so like an automaton kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Big jug of beer getting pushed around, and the sorcerers can help it. Well, somehow. you, you, why couldn't we have low, like, kind of like, uh, what's the thing in Rordia? The big, the big battle shrine. Yeah, it's a freaking giant keg of beer, man. Like it's, yeah. you know, and it because- provides something. Because as much as I love the the Iron Beast for the army and things, it's not like it hasn't been done. You know, it's a it's a steel, it's a steel behemoth. Be- it's a steel behemoth look that looks like a pig. You know, it's, pig, um, yeah, yeah. It's a pig deal though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Dave, by the yeah. way, did I not tell you that Rawdon Gamsey's in COP twenty four? No, you didn't. And oh yeah, that's good. He's not. Yeah, you're crushing me. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, yeah. shout out to Drake Messfire because they mentioned it. They, you know, you're getting it's getting traction. Broad it's getting traction. Look, I think it's hard he's not coming. to mention when he's mentioning it on every single thread about halflings wherever you can. Yep. <laughs> or I just sometimes I get on fanatics and just post Rodden Gamsey and then like, where are you? Please come. But someone mm. must come along and delete it before it gets the traction <laughs> it needs. It's probably Mike, he's an admin. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think we all feel that probably Oh, I reckon probably the most of all the armies in Panathor, this guy, these guys reflect probably where they, they're, they're roundabout where they should be in terms of flavour, right? Yeah, yeah. And and to be Absolutely. honest, like any critics, any suggestions I'm coming from, I, I, there's probably like maybe the Cav and maybe the Stalwarts need to be that little bit better, but the, the army's fine where it is. Mm. I, I honestly think it's just that 
people haven't like lent into the builds. Like goblins, like I, I think the only thing stopping the RC concentrating on smacking goblins is the fact it takes so many models to build and there's only so many people. It's a barrier for entry, right? Yeah, yeah, if you want to build a goblin army, God bless you, 300 models mm. later, four miles yeah. later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. And then so we, uh, we, we move on to the king of the neutral, the kingdoms of men. Oh, uh, this, this, this is my wheelhouse. I am excited. Mm. Uh, I have so much to say about this. Yeah, well, I hope so, because, like, I I think this has always been, like, quite a generic, unflavorful art. And it doesn't have to be. No. You know, we're talking about the successor kingdoms, right? They are the rightful heirs of, you know, Primavantor. I mean, they... Basilean, I got nothing on these guys. These are these are the, the rightful heirs of the, of the, what's come before, and there's a whole thing that's not tapped. You know, this whole thing of collection of like these states, you know, independent states and dukedoms, lean into it. They have smatterings mentioned. They mentioned you know Valentica, Geniza, Sathoi, all these little things that we haven't really explored into detail. You know, man, you could totally have like. I'll say nightly orders, but it's not like, but you get the, you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's like, you add this thing to it and you are now uh, from Sathoi. Okay. Well, that means you get, maybe you get some units that were irregular. Now they unlock. Right. Mm. Or there's a hundred well, percent. And you don't, you don't actually need a bunch of different units to do that. Do you, you have your base no. with a bolt on. So pick this, this, or this, you know, and yeah. it just gets something bonus that they didn't have before. Yeah. Mm. And that's a good way to say it too. Like you could even, like, hey, if you're going with the Sothoi army, there's a Sothoi option in various things. You know, Geniza, right? It, it's it's a sea nation. Like, they're traitors. So things that would make sense that would be on boats, both doors maybe, I don't know, that there's a way to, like, give it a little flavor. But, okay, this got a lot. Like, maybe their both doors are piercing too. But there's just so much here that they just, it's so untapped. I mean, from a, from a unit selection they don't want for anything. They have everything. Okay, let's be honest. Chariots still suck, but it's chariots, which don't make a lot of sense in the the land that they're you know the mountainous land below the Dragon Teeth Mountains. It doesn't really make sense that you have chariots, anyways. Mm. A mammoth. G- okay. given, given that they were a, a, a crossover army originally, I'm, I'm not even convinced that they need them in there at all. You know, chariots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're just a, they're, they're they're kind of like the ubiquitous. I have a I have a historical army, yeah, I samurai or Romans, yeah. and I'm going to play that. But you know, this is a missed opportunity because you know because they are so independent fightums. There's no reason why you couldn't have like a a, a one off legendary unit of dwarves, right? Mm. That's that's into trading ingots of gold or something. You could have a halfling unit. I mean, they're right by Roria. And you know, League of Rodia hasn't been hasn't had the best of uh, relationship with the halflings of late. So why would some of them come and join the Kingdoms of Men? I mean, I'm a big fan of Kingdoms of Half Men. Come on, that's what it's all yeah. about. So would you like There's to a- see? Would you like to see that this this mechanic going through? Like the first thing you do is you pick the city state that you align to, or is it like you you've got your monarch and your monarch has an option, and when you you take your leader, either one, yeah, either one. I, I think first of all, you can keep it generic if you just want to play vanilla, because I mean it, it is the vanilla army. Let's be honest. Cool, you can play the vanilla army, but if you want to add some flavor, it just changes the units that you may be able to pick. And those units might tweak it a little, and, and maybe there's even like a legendary unit that you only have access to if you commit to it. You know, and look, none of this gamey crap. You got to commit if you're going to go in with a. You can't like, well, I'm this unit's from Savoy and this one's from no. 
it's all or nothing with the, with the. Or the way you could get it around that, Rob, is again tie it back to the characters. So if you right. have if you have a duke, then you can pick up to X amount of units from that, and so maybe you can have two dukes in an army, but you can only have like they're mustering of armies of their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, so they're coming together them. under yeah. a monarch. But well, can, I like that. I like Dave's idea too, though. Tied back to the no. monarch, right? And here, the other thing I think we need to do: there needs to be something that's anti-Basilean in this list. I don't know what it is, mm. but they should be flipping the bird to Basilea because Basilea sucks balls. It's right? like and at, like at the start of Braveheart, they all turn around and flash their bums. Show them their asses. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, to me, this is the infantry army. Um, it would be. This is just a comment on the game in particular. Let's be honest, cavalry are not in a great place. No. And it's getting worse. You know, I think potentially it's going to get worse with uh, the increase in, increase of phalanx, right? Uh, so it would be nice if they could, you know, I will say the Beast Cab, I have not used the Beast Cab, but that was a nice addition to the Kingdoms of Men uh, a little, not too long ago. And, you know, lean into some of that. You know, they have the mountain ranges and stuff. Why can't they have like uh, a Yeti unit? I don't know. Something fantastical that would live up in the mountains. You know that maybe gives them gives them something because you know they don't re- they don't have other than the beast cab they don't really ha- they don't have any flyers other than a dragon the monarch and no one's taking that because from a flat perspective you would right but competitively on the table it is a little and I, I shouldn't I mean we're not here to talk about we're not gamers right so we're here to talk about background story <laughs> so make the monarch masters, right. Well, yeah, one of us, uh, you know, <laughs> some of us, you know, Machiavellian coordination to make sure things fall a certain way. So the pie is diced up. Oh, look, I got a piece of the pie. Oh, look at that. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, non-voting, non-voting. Um, exactly. But but there's a lot they could do here. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, and and no untapped. one else, no one else got the treat that Dave and I just did of like Rob for the first 40 minutes has been sitting there nice and still and calm. And then all of a sudden he's bouncing around the camera, you know, uh, getting a, yeah. I, I, I love this army. I, this army, when you think about it, it's, it's the, all those movies, you mentioned Braveheart, um, all those movies about the crusade. It's those big giant human armies that are, marching to battle they've got the pike units they've got the crossbows you know um yeah and i i i wonder if they well one i think because it's meant to have been vanilla i i wonder if and they're not going to make the models them. let's say that too they're yeah, never yeah. going to make these models I, I i wonder if they'd felt maybe that was a bit too like with those different parts a bit too old empire but i don't think anyone would think that anymore do you know what i mean and as long as you make the flavor right and that like in Warhammer, like it was literally just about you could build them with different colors, and that would be where we're actually we're actually talking about imparting flavor yeah. per region, you know? Yeah, I mean there were there were like the if you were from Null and you had more artillery. I mean there were some mm. things like that. But to your point, there's a way to. I mean, here's the problem: there's not really a reason for Mantic to do that because this is the generic army that they're not going to make models for. Mm. So really, they want. I, I understand they want to invest in the armies that they're going to financially benefit from. I, I, I totally get it. But there's no reason for them not to anymore. Now they've got the vault. Well, that's true. That's true. Give me a, give me a new, uh, you know, a, a, a standard of men army, like lean into it. Like Titan forge have done lost kingdom have done, you know, create something that is yours and give us the regions. Are you saying they should make an all STL uh, exclusive digital army just for this range? 
Well, they're never going to do it in plastic, not Kingdoms of Men. No, no, for sure. Why would you? There's so many model ranges out there. So, like, Dave and I had talked about things like the herd being really good as an option, but maybe Kingdoms of Men is better. But, and also, Kingdoms of Men, if they lean into the regions option, like you're talking about, which is super flavorful, there's no reason they ever have to stop adding, you know, not in the next 24 months, you know, because they could say, oh, now we've released the region of blah, blah. Well, extra value. lean into that trading because they're 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 a financial empire too, right? They're always trading with the different groups around them. Lean into that. There's no reason why you couldn't have some of those units. You know, in a way, it's the Dogs of War army from Kings of War back in the day. Or well, well, that's Warhammer the first thing that came to my mind when yeah. I looked at the list. I was like, oh, okay, right, this is like a mercenary Dogs of War, exactly. Yeah. Man, yeah. I guess it maybe it comes down to the capacity that they have for their designers because. You know, if they do oh, yeah, for sure. want to do a lot more stuff, coming up with a whole army range is probably not the easiest. Yeah. Thing, yeah. And I'll be honest, like, this list's got a lot of units, right? Uh, I mean, just the infantry's got, like, eight different units. So I would be okay if they, you know, you know, maybe we'd... Yeah. Or go I back to probably Kickstarter. That's what Lost Kingdom do. If they were to release a whole army at once, they do it on Kickstarter. <laughs> And so that way you're basically going, we're guaranteeing to pay the designer or the the modeler, whatever you call them, you know, and and pretty much that's what that money's for, right? And then the company actually makes their money on resale after. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I I just thought we'd see like a a Warlord Games army just be... Well, that's what it is pretty much, I think. Mostly like the Viking Scott models are, you know, used. I mean, I'm using Halflings. I know, I don't... Because I was... I, I was hip wizards. before halflings were a thing, but you know, there wasn't too many wizards back in in the uh, in the, the the War of the Roses or whatever the latest range that exactly <laughs> that war. Well, yeah, you definitely got to keep the fantastical elements right. That uh, you, you got to make sure people understand this is not a historical army. It is. Mm. It may have some elements that have overlap, but at the end of the day, we are talking about fantasy. So it mm. is important that you have things like you know a mammoth or beast cavalry. Um, giants, right? The giants are great in that list and very colorful, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe there's a region that's where, in the mountains where the giants live, right? And, you know... That's, uh, where, that's where Sammy's army that he's been beating on for ages about comes in, you know, the old giant army, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so with that in mind, then, we've obviously got the league that are next to them, you know, and we've been making the assumption that all armies remain... How are we making the league stand apart, Rob? Uh, the league, first of all, all halflings need to go away at this point. I think it's time to go ahead and, you know, the halflings are done with the league and they've moved on. They have their own army. So that's the first thing. The second one is, you know, um, pull this up here. Where can I go? You know, lead into the church of the children, right? Mm-hmm. Make it become like the peasant version of Basilea where they're like, they're, they're fanatical Right. You know, you probably remember back in second edition where they had the the two twin tail comets. It was, you know, mm-hmm. obviously alluding to GW. They've they've gone past that, but you still have that fanatical element of the army, which is ironic because there's no freaking fanatics in the list, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? It's it's a kingdoms of kingdoms of men is its its master list, right? But I don't think you can you take fanatics in League of Order? Uh, let me have a. But you can take the shrine, so I'm I'm a little conflicted here. You know. Um, well, yeah, the battle shrine's the best thing in the list, isn't it? Pretty right. Much. And on I go. But, yeah, so I to me, it's like 
Yeah, not you a, have not fanatics, tonight. right? And 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 just really lean. I mean, I know that they're going to say it's the uh, what are the hell? What are the, what are the dog guys? The the big heavy mounted guys that everybody takes. Oh, Aragorn. Aragorn. Thank you. I know that's, but like to me, all right, you can, whatever. I, that's not flavorful to me. What would be flavorful would be an army that you know is dealing with the loss of halflings. All right, and so now you get this new technology where the humans are like stuck to be on their own and they're having to bastardize. And and so maybe, so maybe they've said, all right, half screw the halflings. We're going to go get, get with the dwarves. And so maybe now there's some new hybrid technology that they're bringing in. That's different than what we've seen in the past. Maybe they have different war engines. Maybe that's how you distinct, make them distinct from, uh, from, I mean, cause they have the volley gun, right? Is that yeah, what it's I mean, called? Yeah, and, gotta- whereas you don't have that in the kingdoms of endless. Maybe there's more of that more tinkery type stuff, but it's not halfling tinkering. It's, it's uh, it's 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 dwarves. Uh, yeah, because if if you took halflings out of the league of Rordia, then there's no league anymore, and it's just Rordia. So right, and that's and, what I'm saying. I th- I think that's what it should be. Well, then it could just become another like city state of of the um, uh, kingdoms of men army. But I, I would think it would be cool if this was your army that you could that you had your allies in, right? So, like you said, you got dwarf options. Maybe you got some elf options maybe you've got some other you know they're in the list so they're not necessarily so what if this allies. has like a core army but they have a rule that says you can take you can take allies from two different army lists yeah mm-hmm. I, if you did that i reckon um, someone would find the most bent way to just sure add in like there, there, there had, there had to be restrictions right but man we're not gaming here we're just talking about fluff background yeah, yeah. what makes sense on the table i am um, story perspective I really like that that religious aspect, and I think some people go, "Oh, we've already got one religious army." But like like you say, like Basili is all about that ordered religion, you know. Whereas if you just it's so good, it's know, bad. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you intolerance, have this, mm, yeah, yeah, you can have a very different religious vibe within. This another is the religion army. of the people, right? Mm. You know the child, you know the church of the children. They're just here to bring bring uh, bring knowledge and love to the masses. Right. I, mm. And whatever, you know, maybe it's the battle shrine. It gives out roses. I don't know. It gives out <laughs> candy. I don't know. <laughs> but I do like, I do like Dave's idea, though, that it would just become like a, a, one of the city states mm. in the kingdoms of men list, but it has, it's, it's got more differentiation got more, in the sense that yeah. it's got more yeah. to it than just that. Um, mm. Yeah. Cause it, mm. for a long time, it does. I mean, honestly, if you're not playing Honor Guard, in the battle shrine, you're taking kingdoms of men, right? Like, if you want a bowman unit, you don't like kingdoms of men has got more tools. Oh, so the, there's got to the be a reason to take they have, it. They've got some dogs of war upgrades that give you like some big hordes that that can do have a bit of fun with. But I think the big thing here is though, this is an army that has so much potential. So this and kingdoms of men that Mantic could just have so much fun with going in their own direction. Instead of dismissing it as, oh, yep, that's just the gateway, they could actually have a bit of fun and explore this area. Well, you know, other than Basilean, right? I, I mean, right now, this is the other big human army, right? And and you, in Basilean, I mean, that's got its own very specific thing, right? It's it's about you know their relationship with the Celestians and and uh, the angels, right? Yeah, this is different. This is man coming to grips with the fact that they're all alone. They don't have any, they don't have divine intervention. They got to make this shit work. Mm. So uh, there's, it's, there's something there. I, yeah. I mean, I would be over the moon if they, if they did something um, 
you know, and, and maybe they don't make models for kingdoms of men. Maybe they make it only specifically, Oh, we're going to build a, a Sathaway army, right? Like they very, very specifically make, cause that, you know, tailored in for, you know, it, it slowly, they erode the, the ability to take like a real generic army. And it does become more, it's almost like, if you think back to chaos and Warhammer, how you had to pick your God, right? That, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Your alignment. So much, so much room for activity here. I mean, just so much. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, <clears throat> next on next on the docket is again something that's kind of just been done, which is the night. You stalkers. can't do anything. You can't really improve night stalkers, right? Well, I don't um, think so. And certainly from a playability perspective, they've got some of the best blanket rules, like in Mind First and Stealthy. But but I I act as much as I think sometimes that that combination of rules is a bit too powerful they represent the fluff really well yeah i think the only thing you could do is now that twi- now that twilight kin are on the table and they're back in the world in a big way and they have all these bound night stalkers part of me thinks that the night stalkers are probably cheesed off about it that these guys have come into the void and captured some of their their denizens and made them into mm-hmm. slaves basically. And I wonder if they have some kind of rules against twilight kin where, cause I mean, they twilight kin are its own army now and they have bound phantoms rather than just phantoms. Right. So uh, I wonder if, I don't know what the mechanic would be, but there's something that should, that should, should night stalkers should not be happy to see twilight kin, right? Because yeah. that probably means they're coming to enslave them. Well, they should be fearful. Shouldn't they? But Yeah. Well, and, and angry, but if obviously if they can't do anything about it, then you know. Uh, like- I'm, I'm I'm waiting for something to come out um, generically across a few different armies that turns off stealthy. I, I don't know exactly. You mean, you mean, you unlike can. unlike the special character on the Twilight Kin list, which does well, that. They yeah. get it, yeah. But like, and, yeah. and again, it was something they could have done with. You know, I was talking about that Fey army that they had, but some sort of like a unit that's in your front line that has like a a fire in it or some sort of like mythical energy that lights up six inches or so in front of it. So if that's there lighting up the area in front, even 12 inches in front, your, your archers in the back line can now shoot at the targets that they can see. Um, just cause you know, knock down night stalkers. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're focused other than making them more flavorable, how to just keep, how to make them worse, Dave. Well, if anything, this is nothing to do with Night Stalkers and all to do with how to stop Night Stalkers. But yes, <laughs> I, I, I mean, flavorful wise, I, 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 they've just reworked them, but I thought they were fine beforehand. You've got these mm. nightmares that lurk in the shadows, that um, feed off your fear, which is that mind thirst rule. Um, I think that's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I don't think there's. Um... I don't think there's much to see or to do here. That's, uh, no. you know, it's certainly one well, of Well, the Scream Shard upgrade probably doesn't need to exist. That's that's about it. What does that even do again? Uh, it's um, You get Life Leech 2 once per game. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, you, know, you, can, you, can, you can choose to give the unit Life Leech 2 mm. uh, for the remainder of the term. Yeah. Honestly, I think from a flavor perspective, I'd like to see these you know, these five-point item-y special rule things probably go all together in favour of more flavourful units, you know, not adding something to make the... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just. But think, if we took Indomitable Willoway, Indomitable Willoway that's, the, that's the best rule in the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you, I think if you were leaning more into the kind of unlocking of regions, you would, you know. <laughs> 
So because we've been following down the companion, the next is the Northern Alliance, but I, I think we can skip over that because I think we can agree. The only thing I would say is maybe they give them some more, you know, it's that hippie commune in the city of Chill. Maybe they get them some more units have made their way there. You know, well, uh, some of the more forces of good that have made it up there. We don't know what happened to Chill because the I haven't read what happened with the um, global campaign. Well, they won. Yet. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the forces of good won at the, by the skin of their teeth, right? There you go. I'll have to go read up on that, as yeah. they should. As they should. But, you know, there's probably an opportunity to get more units in the list. Um, but you know what? Not now. Give it a couple of years because they just got the revamp. You know, mm. they've got all kinds of stuff that, that are really colorful, like the Frost Claws. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, they don't need the dial moved, really, do they? But you could no. – it's just more about making that little bit of extra, extra salt and pepper. Yeah. But whatever they, I mean, it wouldn't add anything you couldn't go and buy from Antic. And at the moment, that means then putting more money into Northern Alliance, and they've already done that. So, yeah. I would yeah, it's going to be a while before they look back at Night Stalkers and these guys, right? Like, I mean, they're kind of, you know, once an army gets redone, it's, you know, they've got so many other armies to hit. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a minute. Mm. And then, of course, you've got the, the, the evil version of the you know Northern what? Alliance. I, I'd say just get rid of Varanger. That's a chaos holdover. I mean, the reality is all you really got to do is put the knights back in the Northern Alliance and Bob's your uncle. Mm. But I get it. They're the evil version of Northern Alliance. Uh, yeah. And I just think from a, a fluff perspective, given that how the Northern Alliance is written anyway, they're meant to kind of be pretty isolated up there, right? You know, they've, they've escaped up there, like you say, hippie commune. I just don't know if the Varangur fluff serves much of a purpose of having an evil army up there as well. Well, the Varango were there long before, and the Northern Alliance made their way up. Morgan, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I, I think I'm with Rob. If 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 I had to cut one army out of all the armies, it's probably Varango. Me too. Yeah, I I just think that it does. So back in the day when we didn't have a big bad, you know, you had two big bads. You had Force of Nature and Varanger, and you know the Varanger, and they're both evil, but yet the Varanger would turn good if they if they fought a, the forces mm. of the abyss. But, you know, now that you've got Twilight Kin and Night Stalkers and, and we're just a just under the radar, you've got, you know, you've got the, the forces of the abyss. I just, I don't know. I don't see a place for them from a fluff perspective. From a fluff, like I like in my mind, if, 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 if one of the gods decided to bash down Corgan and just eliminate him, that would be OK with me. You know, <laughs> you know. The but, faces of the deceiver. No, just just smash his head in and be done with it. But um, our our remit, Rob, is not deleting. I know. So if you're not gonna if you're not gonna do that, you know, honestly, the list is okay. I mean, the li- the list kind of you know the fluff on the list. I th- I think you need to lean more into the barbarians. I mean, right now this this is what's a Varanger list? It is two sons of Corgan. Yeah, yeah. Ninety five times out of a hundred, that's what it is. Um. You know, I mean, I guess you know that's that Conan unit, right? The well, you know, the barbarians show up. Like you say, it is it is a pretty like chaos leftover, right? But but they've done kind of what we've suggested for other armies in in Varangur with the marks and various things. You know, how do we how do we make this unit feel more flavorful and a certain direction? Except for the fact that you can just pick one of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the only thing I can say is if there's a way. You know, I mean, you know, Corgan hates a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, you know, any of the evil stuff like Twilight Kin, Abyssal Dwarves, you know, it hates them. But it would be cool if they did come up with a new plastic kit 
that could just make evil cavalry. It could make Sons mm-hmm. of Corrigan. It can make Abyssal, the, the Abyssal Knights, whatever those things are called. You know, it could make anything evil, right? If there was a way to make a generic horse, uh, just some kind of mounted dude on a horse that was, that looks, I don't know. I I just, uh, because I mean, I'm looking at the list. They make most of the models, right? What are they? I guess drag a zombie, right? But yeah, you could, you could, I mean, there's supposed to be like the, you know, the dragon or like, I don't know. What are they? They're not really slaves, are they? I guess they no, are. Well, they're right? dead, dead, reanimated, fallen, disgraced uh, okay. warriors. So Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, um, they're almost White Walker-ish, you know? All right, so, so zombies is a good, is a good yeah. thing. Yeah. I just think that, I mean, the sun, you know, honestly, this is going to sound crazy, but if they didn't, have, they have to have the Sons of Corrigan, right? Because if they don't have the Sons, like, that's the one thing that differentiates it from uh, from Northern Alliance, uh, because it has that, you know, it doesn't have access to the Frostfang cavalry, right? But it's got, no, it's got all that stuff, right? Yeah. It doesn't have Frostfang, I don't think. The following units may be taken from the master list. Yeah. Human clansmen, Huskarls, snow, snow trolls, Tundra wolves, Frostfang cavalry, cavern dwellers. You know, here's what I would do. <clears throat> I, yeah, you know, cause there's a limit of two Huskarl upgrades. They're not mm-hmm. called Huskarls anymore, are they? What are they called now? Huskarl. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, so I would let them take three, right? You know, lean more into the heavy infantry vibes. Yep. You know, just if you're getting, you know, because, you know. Well, it's that frenzied barbarian, like you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, it would be cool if they had some berserkers, some naked, like, barbarian dudes out there in the cold swinging, you know, but they're not going to make models for that. Because so. do they have any heroes that really represent that either? They've got some fearless, like the cursed sons of fearless speed six. Not really. Two yeah. I mean, yeah. What, yeah. I would try to make them less. I hate to say this, but you need to make them less. They need to be less overlap with Northern Alliance. Mm. Right. I, I would almost, I don't know. I don't know what you would do. If they're not going to make models for them, uh, it's going to be really hard to do anything because you're really leaning into the Northern Alliance range. I mean, I do like the fact that you take these guys and now they're evil. That's that's a spin. So you have a collection of models. You can run as Northern Alliance and be a good guy, or you can flip and on its head and, and add Sons of Corgan uh, and run yeah, as evil. Yeah, and I mean, if you were completely remaking range, you know, they're like you could essentially turn them into a um, like not necessarily the same models, but vibe-wise, frozen forces of the abyss. Do you know what I mean? Like because they're tied to these evil gods, you know more demonic ice creatures or something like that that aren't ice elementals, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. There's lots of options there. I mean, they, they there's more they can do with the background story, you know, uh, to just make it look and feel and play differently. I mean, the reality is that Northern Alliance have a, you know, they're like a good army that's, you know, they have this common goal in the world to, to defend, Right, and mm-hmm. it's like Varangar, the exact opposite. They are death incarnate. They're just here to pillage, and I think it, their rules don't really reflect that. Right, their mm-hmm. fluff doesn't really reflect that, and I think they, they certainly could. You know, yeah. And, I, and unfortunately, yeah. I think it, until you see a, a release in their range, they're probably not going to get too much love in general. Well, no, they're like the Kingdoms of Men thing, right? Like they're probably not going to ever release it. You know, they're not going to make any Varangar specific models. However, if there's a way to make an evil unit that uh, an evil plastic kit that just makes uh, evil you know heavily armored or mm-hmm. barbarian 
Yeah, there's no reason the vault couldn't get like a magus tomorrow. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, you totally could just make you know three or four sculpts, you know, and and because I mean, here's the thing: it's in every list. So if it's going to be in every list, let's give them some some mantic models to use because I, mm. I, I appreciate that. Because um, because for me it takes takes for me I I really like it like when people three D print them. Because when I just see Chaos Knights, it's like uh, I, I don't. I'm not playing Warhammer. I'm playing Kings of War, and so I want to. I want things to be as far removed from Warhammer as possible. Mm. Anyways, mm. breaks my yeah. immersion. No, no, oh, no. I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. So I'm wondering if we call it there because that would probably. I think so because ogres. With... I have a lot to say about ogres. Yeah, and yeah. We don't and have two would, hours. That, no, and it would leave us with enough for that last final episode because orcs, ogres. Well, you have. Yeah, think. you haven't talked about my favorite army, salamanders, either. I mean, yeah, geez. exactly. I thought we yeah. were just scrubbing salamanders. <laughs> scrubbing them, yeah. Good this luck, guy, mate. This guy, ceremonial guard of the bee's knees, man. You didn't know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just lost to salamanders in a game against him out this week. So, yeah, I know all about him. I'm surprised he hasn't said it and mentioned it like five times. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. What a humble winner he is. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's how I'm defined. You know, look me up in the dictionary. Humble winner. We got any shout outs? Any shout outs? Anything we need to promote? Yes, we do. We've got the rising coming up. We've got Masters, that's locked in, but the rising. The side event, so, get on it. Yep. If anyone wants to uh, get in there, come down, check it out. I'll be there. Happy to um, take any challenges for anyone. Not to go, I guess. Yep. Remember, they got to gr- you got to grudge up, though. So that's well, going to be a problem. I'm like ranking. I'm, I'm, I think I was in like the sixties or something like that in the ranking. Yeah, so they'll have you'll have you'll have to do the grudging. Yeah, if you'd like to be grudged by me, yeah, just, just let them know. <laughs> He'd be happy to facilitate that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think um, yes. So get on that. We're coming up to the final couple of weeks of the Aussie Slow Grow. When's when's our counter charge one finishing, Rob? At the end of the year. We're going to go through December and then we'll do the the big prize selection. In fact, we're a couple months behind. uh, So I'm hoping in the next week or so to do a live stream to talk about August and September uh, because we, we, we had life got in the way. So we need to go back and, uh, and do that. So I'm excited about it. It's been a lot of progress. There's people that have like 3000 points already painted. Uh, There's some people that are way bigger than that. So it's going to be, it, I'm excited to see the progress everybody's made. You need to get Trent back on and find out what's going on over well, in Europe as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, he actually didn't make Clash of Kings, but uh, yeah, I, I Trent, Trent, my, my partner in crime on that. We need to get him back on. Put I was actually just talking to him today. Yeah, send yeah. That signal out, get an update. Exactly. In Europe, what's going on? In, what's going on with the Englishmen that live in Germany? Mm. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then we'll we'll leave it there after our shout-outs and take us out, Dave. All right. Keep countercharging. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.